The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we know that reaction continues to come in uh, to the new restrictions announced yesterday by Premier Jason Kenney. Now, as a part of those restrictions, and we've touched on it already today, but just as a reminder, Dining service at restaurants and bars no longer permitted. All personal service businesses like hair salons and and gyms must close. All social gatherings also banned, not just indoor, but now outdoor as well. The province also imposing a mandatory work-from-home measures and an Alberta-wide mask mandate. Our next guest is an ER physician in Calgary and the co-founder of Masks for Canada, a group of physicians who have been advocating for the implementation of mandatory mask usage. Uh, Dr. Joe Vipond has been watching all of this very closely. Doctor, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at what was announced yesterday. Overall, um, when you when you take a look at um, the the list of restrictions, the list of announcements that came down yesterday, how would you describe that? What what goes through your mind when you see it? Well, if there was a word, it would be necessary. Um, we okay. were getting to the point where things were really getting out of hand in our healthcare system, and we know that it's going to be a delay between this implementation and when it actually rolls through to cases and hospitalizations. And so um, we have one of the worst case rates in the world. Um, we have the worst in, in Canada by far. And so we have one of the most lax, uh, relaxed uh, set of standards up until yesterday. So, yeah, necessary would be the best word. Necessary. You know what, uh, Dr. Vipond, uh, just in um, uh, the last newscast, I think my news uh, guy, Randy, mentioned um, saying that by Christmas, they were saying that there could be a thousand people in hospital with COVID here in Alberta. And one of my listeners texted in and said, yeah, big deal. One thousand out of four point five million what do you say to that? Well, it's really about the, the healthcare system. Um, and uh, maybe I'll even step a couple steps back. Really, it's about those thousand people. I mean, it doesn't sound like a big deal to this guy who called in. But, you know, for every one of those thousand people to have a preventable illness that puts you in the hospital, it could possibly kill you. For those thousand people, that's a really big deal to have an illness that you probably could have had prevented had better restrictions been in place we know this is going to get worse and if we want to talk about our healthcare system we know that this is going to have a massive impact on our healthcare system our our province has been thinking of calling in the military our province has been thinking of calling in um uh, field field hospitals to come in we've we've just had the major hospital your major tertiary care hospital the, the royal alexandra um go on entire watch i mean things are literally falling apart before our eyes and um you know the government had to do the best that it could in order to prevent things from getting worse one of the things that uh, i also try to remind people as well when um some of these numbers are poo-pooed is okay well 1000 people but and as you mentioned 1000 people with preventive preventable illness but we're also hearing uh, across uh, the province about how um surgeries are being canceled canceled i mean those things that people have been waiting for for a long time maybe a knee replacement maybe a hip replacement something that you've been waiting for a long time 
lifetime that is going maybe to improve cancer some surgery. people. Maybe can whatever it is, right? Um, you know, but you know, we know that the urgent stuff is is still moving ahead. But the fact is, is that there's a lot of people who are you know on hold right now, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we heard yeah. that uh, today that the Royal Alex, two of the operating rooms have been converted into uh, ICU beds where they have a couple of patients in there. Um, and, you know, this is just going to put those limitations. And, and I just bring up cancer surgery because, you know, if you know if you have your knee replacement postponed, you do have, you know, the excess pain that goes along with that delay. But some of these um, surgeries like, like cancer or or heart um, issues. But Dr. Vipon, I, I thought really I've been told that... Mortality. But I thought I, I had been told that the cancer and cardiac surgeries were going ahead. I'm sure they are. The concern is, are they going to be delayed? So we know that okay. that happened in the spring. I, I'm not an AHS spokesperson, so I can't okay. tell you the exact details on that. But that would be okay. something I would be concerned about. All right. So when when we take a look at uh, some of these restrictions, and you put an interesting Twitter uh, thread out last night, and you kind of broke down some of it, and and some of the concerns that you have, I kind of I'm scratching my head as well with some of them. Um, when you look at retail and talking about, for example, malls can continue to to, to operate, and it has to be at 15% capacity. One of the things that you brought up, and I think rightfully so, is how is that going to be? Um, how is that going to be controlled? And uh, that was one of your concerns yeah somebody put out a really interesting statement that if a rule isn't enforceable it's not much of a rule um and i think that's the concern there uh there's you know a mall has five six entrances how do you control who's going in who's going out how do you control whether people are socializing within the walls um it uh, it it seems challenging now the good thing about uh, retail is that everybody inside that mall is going to be wearing a mask and we know that the, the, the masking makes a big difference. It's different than a restaurant where you uh, part and parcel of going to a restaurant or a bar is you have to take your mask off. It's really hard to drink a beer with a mask on. Um, but uh, but uh, at least for retail, you can you can wear a mask. So, you know, there's there's good and bad in that. Well, you also touched on the the uh, the restrictions on group gatherings outside, and I know yesterday that was certainly one of the uh, most common questions that I saw on social media that were coming into my text line as well, saying, "I don't understand that. How is this going to work?" Because we've been told kind of all along that you know being outside is a good thing, Doctor Vipond. How do you how do you wrap your head around that one? I think we're still waiting for clarification on that. Uh, the, what I have heard is that um, the statement that if it's for sporting activities outside, then that is okay. Social activities, not okay. And somebody asked Jason Kenny to clarify that. And he said, well, it's just common sense. Um, I don't think it's entirely common sense. So I think we do need some clarification from that from Dr. Hinshaw. And hopefully we'll get that in about 15 minutes. Yeah, and I think one of the things uh, was mentioned yesterday, for example, if you're taking the kids tobogganing, your family can go tobogganing, but if there's another family there, you need to stay two meters away, like don't be gathering, and I think that was how mm-hmm. they were, were getting around that, keeping that distance there. Dr. Joe Vipond uh, joining me uh, this afternoon. Are you worried that this has happened too late? Well, there's never too late. You know, they say that the worst time to plant a tree is, is too uh, 20 years ago, and the next best time to plant a tree is the, the, the next best time to plant a tree is today. So um, this is 
been a long time coming. I'm so happy that it's happened because, um, you know, what we're trying to do is limit the damage. I think maybe one of aspect of your question is, uh, is there already a certain amount of damage to, to Alberta's healthcare system mm. baked in? And I think that's true. Um, you know, we are going to be seeing the, the effects of these new restrictions occur in about uh, two weeks to maybe even three weeks because a lot of these restrictions don't come into play until Saturday night at Saturday. midnight. So, um, so because of that delay and because we know that the hospitalizations, ICUs, and deaths are all lagging indicators, it's going to be at least two more weeks of things getting worse before they could get better. And I would just like to remind uh, Albertans that Ontario had a pretty robust set of restriction put in place a number of weeks ago and uh, maybe even months ago and they still have uh, rising cases there so it's not an instant on off switch this is like turning a a large boat you you start to turn it and and you know there's there's a lot of delay in that and well, you know what, Dr. Vipon, it's interesting that you bring that up because it's one of the things that I hear all the time is that these these lockdowns, these, you know, whether they're two weeks or they're, they're four weeks, um, a lot of people are saying they don't work. And I guess the question is, is what are you, what are you deeming work? I mean, I, I think a lot of people think that we, th- they need to get that number back down to zero, but that's not what this is about, is it? It's not about getting down to zero. It's about bending that curve back down and giving some breathing room to the healthcare system. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole other discussion about COVID zero, and probably shouldn't get into that at this point. Um, <laughs> but the first thing is, is that there's really good scientific evidence that that restrictions work. We've seen multiple reports from the Center for Disease Control and uh, other journals um, that actually go and say, you know, what's the what's the the turning force of each type of restriction, and they they can even be ranked. And uh, so there's really good scientific evidence that what we're doing works and is important. Um, But what you're right, we're trying to prevent prevent the disaster of um, of total collapse of our healthcare system. The problem with logarithmic growth is that when you have growth on top of growth, it gets out of hand very quickly, as we've seen here in Alberta, as we've seen in Manitoba. And what we're trying to do is prevent, um, you know, to the point where uh, our ICUs are overrun and our hospitals are overrun and we have, uh, you know, uh, healthcare workers that can no longer work because they're sick or they're burnt out. Um, And that's exactly why this had to take place. What do we need to do um, to make sure that when 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 we reopen four weeks from now, let's say it's four weeks from now, that that we're better off, that we're stronger, that we can move forward successfully? Well, I answer that in two parts. The first is it sure would be nice to have a, a locked in set of criteria for the relaxation of the restrictions, because right now, in the same way that these restrictions are kind of put in. Um, based on political um, machinations, um, if we actually had uh, explicit criteria for the different levels of relaxations that we're going to put in place, then everybody in Alberta, business people, citizens, um, students, would know exactly what we're pulling towards and how close we are to that goal. And we can all work together towards achieving that. So I think explicit criteria rather than time-based criteria is really, really important. And the next thing is, is we can use this period of time to start to harden some of our uh, 
COVID um, mitigation policies. And I'm thinking in particular of ventilation and filtration issues. We know that this is an airborne uh, disease. Dr. Hinshaw mentioned that about 10 days ago. Um, And because of that, restaurants and schools need to assess their ventilation, need to see that they're getting at least three room air exchanges per hour. And if they're not achieving that target, then put in um, new new ventilation or other systems or open windows or some kind of policy so that they can achieve that. And uh, this is that time, this is that window where we can actually uh, harden, harden those systems. Interesting. All right, Dr. Vipon, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I know that this has been uh, this has been quite the battle for uh, for for you and uh, the organization that you're with. I know that having that province-wide mask mandate, um, probably a, a, a well, I mean that's been something that you've been calling for for quite some time. So a bit of relief on that front. Uh, thank you for the work that that you're doing and that your colleagues are doing, and we wish you all the best in the coming weeks. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for your interest. Yeah, take care. Dr. Joe Vipon checking in this afternoon. You can follow him uh, on Twitter and you can read that uh, that entire Twitter thread um, as well. Um, he, he does question about uh, the fact that places of worship continue to operate at 15%. Um, you know, as he said, you know, perhaps deemed essential service by some, but um, arguably, uh, you know, for four weeks that they could move online. We had that the preacher on not too long ago urging other faith outlets to do uh, the same thing. I know a lot of you are very adamant against that. Um, the next four weeks are going to be an, it's going to be a difficult one aren't they? Uh, Especially at a time when it is usually so much about being with other people and being with with family um, and and friends. You know, it's it's just, it is going to be, um, it's going to be different. Um, I don't think the two-week thing was going to work. You know, I don't think we saw any indication that it was going to work. Will, Will four weeks, will it drop that Will it bend that curve back down again? This isn't about getting down to zero. This isn't COVID zero. It's about breathing room. Literally, it's about breathing room. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.